live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. A memorable Brady and Belichick return. The game was just so-so, but a lot of memorable moments from it. We talk about that and how just how unusual that moment was in sports. I mean, now that it hit, I found myself more captivated by it than I thought I even would be after the hype of like a Super Bowl. Uh, and yet again, I didn't think the game would deliver. I'm not sure the game delivered, even though it was closer than I thought. But uh, the moment probably delivered, and, and it was pretty unique to sports. We get into that. The rookie quarterbacks, including Mac Jones last night, had their best week yeah. in the NFL. Is that a sign of things to come for the rookie quarterbacks? We'll do our QB rookie report card grades tomorrow, but I bet they're going to be pretty good. Trey Lance, one of the rookies, now thrown into it over the next couple of weeks, probably for the San Francisco 49ers, and now we get to see how he does as well. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, Monday afternoon, usually talking about a Jags game. Obviously, they played Thursday. We discussed a lot of that on Friday. Where do the Jags go from here? And unfortunately... We still had to talk about the Jags over the weekend. They couldn't stay out of the spotlight. And uh, hopefully everybody had a good weekend, but I know their head coach did not. Uh, mm. Not a good weekend for Urban Meyer, Austin Lane. No, not a good look at all. Um, obviously a team that I think is in dire need of some positive optics, a team that is in dire need of a, of a win, and a team that's just in dire need uh, of getting the national media off their back. And you saw the exact opposite. You saw the trending topic on Saturday. Pretty much throughout the entire day was Urban Meyer, and it was for all the wrong reasons. Um, you know, he alluded to this in the press conference. Obviously, it is a distraction, which I wholeheartedly believe it is a distraction. I think the fact that – and I was kind of surprised to hear that he actually didn't get back on the team plane because I, I had never seen that before. I mean, I've seen players not fly back because of injuries – um, you know, and then obviously a medical person has to stay back with them until, you know, they get diagnosed, whatever the case may be. But I've never been on a team where a coach didn't travel back with the team. That was, that was just, um, that's kind of unheard of to me before. Hey, so Gus Bradley got fired and still dr flew back yeah. with the team. Yeah, so, so that was a little different and um, just not a good look. Um, and it's just, it's, it seems like it's just a laundry list of things now that people have these receipts about this team of just how things are being ran here. Yeah, and I, I think that that's true. That's, um, I want to talk about that a little bit after. That's not the lead story here in terms of the flying back, but I found that interesting too. Uh, and I don't know if I have a problem with it per se, but I found it interesting. And uh, we'll talk about that part of it in a bit. But listen, this is just an embarrassing moment for Urban Meyer. I mean, at the end of the day, I have two thoughts on it. And what you just said is, is one of them. This organization can't get out of the mud. I've been saying that a lot lately, but that's the only way I can... It's the mud. I mean, you're in it. Like They are squarely in it. They've lost 19 games in a row. Mm -hmm. All right, 15 of those losses, I can spin for you that they got Trevor Lawrence out of it, and this kid I think is going to be good. I mean, it, it might help turn the organization around. They've tried a different coaches after different coaches. They've lost Jalen Ramsey, who's the best freaking corner in the league. It might have been one of the best players they ever had here, and he just keeps performing for other teams. I mean, I watched Quincy Williams, who they cut after, like, two years, and, and part of that was he was hurt. They gave up on him, and he was making big-time plays for the Jets yesterday. Now, I don't know if he's going to be a Pro Bowl player. Maybe they win that and say, hey, that was, it was right to get rid of him. He just had a good day. But 
there are those kind of things for this organization. They have a 14-0 lead. They can't score from the inch line, and they get beat, and they can't stop anybody in the second half. I mean, that's the real reality of it. That should be the distraction. In fact, they couldn't play defense in the second half. They couldn't, can't win a game. All those things going on, and yet we're sitting here on an off weekend for the Jags, and on Saturday night, game on, right, because of this nine-second video. And uh, that, to me, is the bigger part. It's like Urban Meyer's supposed to be here to flip this organization around, mm-hmm. you know? And he's supposed to be here to get rid of all the, the bad stats and the bad performances and the bad everything. This was the gamble Shad Khan took. And while he comes with some baggage as well, we all knew that, if you can flip it around, the optics, the winning, the everything else, well, you can deal with some of those things. We do that. We do that in sports. That's just part of it. And maybe he still will. But to this point, now you have to go back and mention the Doyle stuff. And now you have to go back and should he have given Tebow a shot? Should he have cut Josh Oliver? Uh, why didn't they sign Dan Arnold? Why didn't they do you know, from a personnel, from an on-the-field stuff to the off-the-field stuff, right? You go back and you just count all these ways up, and now we're like, okay, Maybe everybody was right. You know, everybody tried to get excited about this Urban Meyer thing, but everybody on the outside said, be aware, right? Be aware. And here we are. And and now this team has to deal with that. So from an optic point of view, I think that is important. I think it's like that's the leader of this franchise right now. I mean, outside of Shad Khan, he is the leader of the franchise. Trevor Lawrence probably the face of the franchise going forward, but Urban Meyer is a huge name and a part of that. That's embarrassing for the Jaguars organization. It's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for the players. It's embarrassing for everybody around it. And now they have to kind of talk about this. On, and while they're trying to get things right, they look like they're playing better football, uh, but they still haven't won a game in a long, long time. And then the second part of it really that really hits home more than me is I, as I was watching that thing unfold on Twitter Saturday night, I really felt for his wife and, and the family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're all seeing this too. And I, it's not my job to feel for the family. I'm sure he does too and all, the, all that he mentioned that today. But I just couldn't help but think about that. I mean, those are two things that I'm like, golly. I mean, th- there's this stuff blowing up on Twitter right now because that's the way Twitter works and she doesn't even know it. You know, yeah. I mean, she didn't even know it. She just... I think babysitting the grandkids or something like that. Well, you know? I mean, she, she knew about it pretty quick, though, because of, of the things that she, I mean, I, I really don't need to get into what she was well, like yeah, and what she re- was saying. Well, like, relatively quick, but yeah. but not instantly quick, no, you know, sure. um, yeah. if you watch that kind of unfold on social media. So yeah. the bottom line is uh, those are the two thoughts that I had over it. I mean, does it impact their football team? I don't think so. I don't. Really? I, I don't. I don't think it does. It, but you're the player, and yeah. so that's why I want your, your perspective on this. Um I mean, how much of a distraction is it coming back? How much does it impact the football team? How does it impact the football team? Because uh, I don't think it does that much, but that's an outside view. Why, why so, would it? So l- let me ask you this. Let's say the story was that Trevor Lawrence, let's say that they played North Carolina. So let's say that they played in Carolina, play the Carolina Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. And Trevor Lawrence chose to stay behind, didn't come back on, on the team uh, plane because he wanted to out family and friends. Maybe there's a birthday or something like that. A day later, Trevor Lawrence is seen partying, grinding, doing whatever he wants to do on film. Are we going to question the leadership? Are we going to question the integrity of Trevor Lawrence? Uh, y- yeah. yeah. Okay. That's Trevor Lawrence who's a rookie in the NFL. Yeah. This is Urban Meyer who was brought in to change the culture of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah, I think that we have a right to question right now, um, you know, just the, the culture and what's going on there because we do it for players all the time. 
And we always give quarterbacks, you know, we call it the quote-unquote double standard. I know Blake Bortles got the double standard. We need to go to the Jags Beach Bars, and he wasn't playing well. Well, coaches then should have a quadruple standard because to me it's even more important, more under the microscope of them having to do the right thing because they're the tempo setters. They're the foundation setters. And you saw a guy who didn't travel back with the team. I do think that's a little bit of a distraction. Yeah, okay. Well, it's obviously a distraction. I think he admitted to be a distraction. Yeah. Uh, but for how long? Like, is the story over? Does it hurt? What I'm asking you is how does it impact their football team from a, okay, they're 0-4, getting ready for Tennessee. Like, uh, is it just a separate issue than football? Could it be an overriding um, well, comeback to bite you later on down the road? Or is it done today? The football team goes to work, they go to practice, they do their thing? Or or do you think it impacts, like, some of the prep getting ready for Tennessee and all the rest? No, of it? I mean, it, it could very well impact some of the prep. My question, I guess, also is when were you going to watch the, the Bengals film? Today? So you, you played on Thursday night, and you gave everybody Friday, Saturday, Sunday off after that game, after the second half where that we didn't recognize the Jacksonville Jaguars second half, and, and they get three days to just chill on that? I think they were back. I thought he said Thursday night. I don't know this. I thought they were back in the building yesterday. I thought he gave Friday, Saturday, okay. back in the building Sunday. Okay, so watching film on Sunday. He didn't reference that today, but he yeah. did reference that on Thursday when in Cincinnati. He's like, we're going to get away for a couple, get these guys a couple of days. I'm pretty okay. sure he referenced because that. The, the way maybe I just heard that, that he was going to give it on Friday, Saturday, then back Sunday. Well, then maybe I'm wrong. Just by what I saw from the press conference, it made it, made it seem like they're on to Tennessee today. Like, as in Monday, they got back together and started watching film. I mean, in my eyes, like, I, I get it. It's one thing if you want to reward a team uh, for playing a great game. It was a physical game. I get it Thursday night, short notice. So you, you want to reward the team say, guys, take the next three days off. You guys yeah, are yeah, yeah. The victory, whatever. Yeah, the right? victory, yeah. They call it the good old victory Mondays. I'm not saying he should have practiced on Sunday or anything, but I'm saying, well, were you, were you going to watch the film together? And maybe they did. Maybe he flew in Sunday, and then they watched film on, on Cincinnati, and now they're on to Tennessee. But what I, don't, what I hope didn't, didn't happen is the fact that you waited till Monday to watch the Cincinnati film. Oh, and by the way, on the same Monday, now we got to plan for Tennessee as well. Like, you, you've had extra time now to plan for Tennessee, who, by the way, is your biggest rival, who is your division opponent, who is in first place right now by themselves in the division, a division that, let's be honest, not that competitive right now. So it's a huge game. I hope that they're doing their due diligence and saying, hey, we have a couple extra days to plan for Tennessee. Let's use our time wisely. Well, okay, so you're on it. I mean, you're, you're pretty, you do have an, an issue with the idea of that he flew, he stayed in Ohio, he took the, the time off and didn't, um, you know, try to fix this thing or go back and revisit this thing. You had a couple extra days. You're more stuck on that than the actual video that's coming out. I mean, obviously, the, the video is not a good look. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm stuck on the video because it doesn't make the organization look good. No. Yeah. I mean, but, that's an issue. Like, players from probably the impact question. point of the view, you're not saying the, the, the video and the embarrassment as much as, why weren't we trying to fix this thing over the last couple of days? And spend an extra time doing that, right? I mean, I think overall, Brent, the, the, the video is a large part of it because if it wasn't for the video, then we wouldn't be talking about it. Like, we really would have no idea. Well, we wouldn't, so, so, no. so the video brought light to everything. So, yeah, the video is absolutely a big deal. Now, it's none of my business with his family of what they're going mean, I really don't care. But I'm saying from a former player in that locker room, my coach chooses to stay in the city for an extra couple of days, and I got to fly back after a loss, and I'm miserable. And all of a sudden, I see a couple of days later, he's partying and having a good time. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd probably have an issue with that. I'm telling you, when this came out, and, and when I heard him say that today, that he didn't fly back. See, I initially was thinking something similar on Saturday night. It's like, hey, go chill out, go relax, go spend time with the family. That's okay. you got to have a balance of doing that. I understand that. But I'd also be, this guy's 0-4 right now. The Jags are 0-4 right now. He hates to lose. Like, I, I don't know if... I'd rather know that the head coach is in there trying to grind, fix stuff, and sleeping in the cot and all that stuff, you know, in the building. Mm -hmm. Like, there's all those cliche stuff about about the NFL, which I think can be a little overrated, too. Now, you can do it from home, by the way. You can do it from wherever you are. But when he said that today, I was taken aback, and I'm not sure people are talking about that part of it enough. So, I'm not arguing with you here. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you were taken aback by that because I I, I couldn't wait to ask you that. But I think that's odd. Like, I think that, I think it was odd that he, if you want to fly back to Columbus and, and, and go see the family for a day, well, you got all sorts of means to do that. But the fact they didn't come back on Thursday night, mm-hmm. spend Friday kind of shuffling through that tape or whatever else, maybe go Saturday and even Sunday and come back Monday. Like you said, we wouldn't even have so, known. Like, I, I was a little bit, I don't know if I'm right to be like, whoa, that's odd. Or I just was like, Oh, that's kind of odd. Like, why did he, why was he the, did anybody else stay? You know, like, did Josh Allen go to the Kentucky game yeah. and he didn't fly back? Yeah. Like, then I, I guess I it's doubt, okay. I mean, <laughs> boy, yeah, and, and I have no idea. I, I doubt Josh Allen did that. And, and that's really, I mean, that, that's one of the issues they I have my here. attention. No, and it should, because you can't regulate one day and then do something different, you know, and I'm not sure what the what the week was like after that game. I remember when we played Thursday night at home against Indianapolis. Um, we essentially we had Friday off unless you're on the treatment list. So I was on treatment list, so I had to go in and get treatment. And then Saturday we had to come and watch film because we had to break down the game and get ready to roll. And I think that was like kind of halfway through the season as well. So we were kind of all kind of drained and yeah, we're yeah. tired. I mean, this is let's be honest. This is the fourth game of the season. Yeah. We're just getting started here. All right, it's it's one fourth of the way done. Uh, you got a long ways to go. I'm surprised by a lot of things. I'm surprised at the fact that they, he didn't fly back with the team. I'm surprised that, you know, a video of him in a bar doing what he was doing is everywhere. Like, I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised that it seems like this team didn't watch the, the Bengals film or, or, like, get together until maybe Sunday at the earliest, at but, the earliest. It, but it might have been Monday. Definitely it was the earliest. They weren't getting together Friday, yeah. Saturday, as far as I knew. So I'm surprised by that. I'm just I'm, – I'm really surprised by a lot of things right now, Brent. Yeah, uh, it – Listen, I think that's fair because, and, and that doesn't make it right or wrong. They could come out and beat the Titans on Sunday. I mean, maybe they do. You know, maybe they continue the progression. But, again, I mean, here's the thing. Urban Meyer is here to change this stuff. He's here to change this thing, this organization, this 19 in a row, this, this everybody, whatever on the Jags. You know, I mean, it, it, the Jags are the Jags stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, that's why I... I mean, to be honest with you, I'm excited about Urban Meyer being here when he gets hired because this guy doesn't lose, yeah. you know? does I've said that, okay? I've defended that. I've, I've, I've raised the pom-poms for that at times. You know, with Trevor Lawrence, it's not in his DNA. It's not in Urban Meyer's DNA. Well, when he does lose, I'm kind of like, all right, he's going to get you out of it. And I can tell, listen, I, I can see the progression, what he said today. I mean, they've gotten better. There's no doubt. I feel like there's some good coaching going on there. I think there was some poor coaching going on the first couple of weeks too. But I think there's some good coaching going on there. But I would kind of like if I'm a fan or if I'm maybe a player that has been through this now for a while and is mired in a 19-game losing streak, 
Uh, by the way, didn't you want to say that same name? Didn't no, no, I mean that was good. Yeah, that was good. Didn't, yeah, uh, didn't plan that. But nicely uh, done. I I just would kind of hope everybody's fishing for answers so much because losing sucks so much and they can't wait to get back on the field and win that game. And while I do think that's in the DNA, the actions over the weekend didn't really portray that. If he's not flying back with the team, they're not looking at video, they're not spending extra time. And I understand resting the players. Believe me, I understand more now than I did 20 years ago about balance in your life and all that stuff. And you got to get rested and refresh and use that time to you know, get ready for a lot of games to go in the season. There's a lot to be said for that, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot to be said for getting a freaking win, right? For, mm-hmm. for why you blew a game in the second half the way you did, for why you couldn't make a single play on defense. I'll tell you this, I hope Joe Cullen looked at that tape for three days and figured out what the hell they were can do better to stop somebody on defense mm-hmm. because they got Derrick Henry coming to town. Mm-hmm. So I... Again, man, everybody's wrapped up in this video and this TMZ-ish kind of world. And, yeah, it's embarrassing and it's the bad optics and all that stuff. And I I feel for the family members and all that uh, for for Urban's family. But I'm kind of like, hey, I'm sick and tired of talking about 19 losses in a row. When are you going to switch this thing around? And so I agree. I took more umbrage to that, too, though. I'm glad you did because now I wonder if the players do. Right. The, the play, do the players do as much as you do right now? Do, do they feel that? And if so, is that a risk of losing some of the players in that locker room who have, who have really held on tight to this thing so far in the first month despite four losses? Yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to you have to practice what you preach. Yeah. You, you know, and like I said, I mean, if this was a player's case and the player was out, he didn't travel back with the team, like, I guarantee his teammates would have problems with that. Absolutely. Like, I, th- there's not a, a doubt about it. I, I'm not in that locker room. I haven't been in that locker room for a long time in terms of, of being a teammate. So I don't know how they feel. But I, I, there's got to be questions. There, there, there has to be concerns. How, how could there not be? So whether you want to throw the, the losing streak in the mix, whether you want to throw um, the bad optics, like to, to me it comes down to more of just the optics, I think. Like I understand the losing streak is definitely on the table. I'm not sure how this fan base really feels about the losing streak. I mean, maybe some of them are, are really worried about it. I'll be honest. I, I watched this fan base last year cheer for this team to lose four or five, six, seven games. So how concerned are you about this losing streak right now? I mean, I think if you're talking about overall, if you're talking about having the record for most losses in, in a row, well, then, yeah, you don't want that. No team wants that. But if we're vying for second place, I'll be honest, I don't even know who the second place team is right now in terms of longest losing streak. I, I really don't know. I really don't care. Um, I'm not sure if the fans care or not. Maybe they do. But I, I'm just tired of, you got Urban Meyer. It was the outside-the-box trend. It was something new, something exciting. And you're 0-4, and there's bad optics. There's bad optics. I mean, there is. I mean, yeah, there's been good, sure. But there's yeah. also bad. I mean, I has, I, I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, it's not been that good. Okay. I so mean, we're fishing bad. for good. It had, yeah. Listen, uh, again, I tried to not get too wrapped up in all the bad. Okay, it's a one-off thing here. It's a, this, I mean, the team but, stuff see, and whatever. But, stuff. but yeah. now you're like, you start adding them up, and it's like, okay, this is what people were afraid of, right? This is what people questioned. Yeah. And so I say, hey, you know what? People are going to question that. Mm-hmm. But I think this guy knows how to win. I think he knows how to change a culture. And... What happened this weekend impacted that. Mm -hmm. It impacted the culture building that I expect of Urban Meyer to take place and flip this organization around. How much so? We don't know yet. We could look back on it and it was, heck, maybe they start winning after all this happened. Who knows? But... And now I wonder if it impacted a game plan for the Tennessee Titans in trying to win your first game of the year. 
I shouldn't wonder that. Like, I now I'm starting to wonder if if you're okay with being at home and not flying back with the team, has he lost his edge a little bit? Does it not piss him off as much losing? He looked pissed off on Thursday. Yeah. But does I mean, listen, we all compete. We compete. And if, if you get if you lose, you can't wait to go back and get after it. Yeah. Right? And that's Urban Meyer's DNA, right? right? And that's that is, the message you have to be sending to your team. And that's it. And so Again, I mean, I'm glad we're a little bit on the same page here. I, I don't know what, maybe we're making too big of a deal out of this, but I caught it and I didn't see many people talking about this. Like, I thought that was very interesting that he flew back um, or didn't fly back with the team, stayed yeah. there, and then this happens, of course, right? Yeah. You know? And, and to me, Brent, like, when I say the bad optics being seen in a negative light, Honestly, like, uh, to this point, the national media can say whatever they want to say. Yeah. I, well, you know I, honestly, me, I don't care about that. Uh, well, but I don't, I mean, but we, we got to care to an extent sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, when people want to call Jacksonville, can I, like, what we, here's the thing. I will always defend the city. I will always defend the people in the city, and I will always try my best to defend um, a lot of the players in that locker room. But it's hard to defend this team right now. Yeah. Okay? It it's when... And by the way, I have done that probably more than anybody in town yeah. over 14 years. No, so. for sure. <laughs> and, but, and that kind of... It does. It irks you a little bit. It's like, hey, man, I'm going to bat... I mean, hey, why are we trading away good players? Yeah. Why, are, why are we cutting players loose after two years? Why are yeah. we drafting ninth overall picks that now have are been traded yeah. because they don't want to play football potentially or not here? It's like yeah. those things get tiresome. And by the way, I'm trying to be positive guy about a lot of that, defend a lot of people in there, and then uh, now you're starting to make me look bad. No, well, well, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, see, I, I'm not even worried about me looking yeah, bad. I'm it's just the bad. fact that, no, I, I know. But it's just the fact that, I mean, at, at some point it's just like, yeah, you guys are right. You know, go ahead and make fun of us. Go ahead and make fun of our coach. Go ahead and make fun of our team. Yeah, I mean, what, what more is there to say? And, and that's, that's the frustrating part of it because this is the National Football League, okay? Like, we talk about a team in Washington uh, a year ago who had a PR nightmare they on did. their hands. They did. They had a team that had racist undertones in their team name. Oh, and also miles and miles of sexual, you know, um, harassment cases. Yes. Brought to by members of that organization. And fans that were fleeing yeah. the organization. How's Washington doing now? Uh, are, they, are they in a negative light? Are we making fun of them in the national media? No. Nah. Ron Rivera doing a good job. Taylor Heineke, go do your thing. Houston. Houston had uh, religious craziness going on in their locker room. Uh, yeah, Hopkins leaves. J.J. Watt, Watt. The good old all-American boy wanted to leave because it got too bad for J.J. Watt, of all people. Houston was the laughing stock. Well... I don't need to watch about Houston anymore, but it seems like the consistent thing, the, 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 the nonstop thing in this National Football League for, I don't know, the past three years now has been the Jacksonville Jaguars of being in a negative light. And I'll be honest, I'm tired of it. I figured Urban Meyer would come in here and at least change everything. No, man, we're exactly where we were with, uh, you know, Tom Coughlin questioning 100% participation, with Grievance Gate. We haven't moved an inch. We, we, we have yet to make any progress in terms of how this team is received in the national light. Now, to echo your point, Brent, do I care about what the people think about us? A little bit. But to me, what it comes down to is if you have negative narrative after negative narrative after negative narrative, that will eventually wear on your team. Yeah. It just has to. I mean, I remember being in that locker room back in 2012, and we were talking about is Milwaukee getting fired after the first year. And that was just one little negative thing, and we were all worried about it. What is this team going through when it's negative after negative after negative? I get it. You're tight-knit. You're strong. You could be a brotherhood. You could be a family. 
But nobody's that strong, man. Yeah. These players take note of that. Well, not only that, you how toxic uh, is it going to get or can it be? And do you want to put Trevor Lawrence, the most important player, quite frankly, right now in this franchise and maybe in franchise history, mm -hmm. if we're being honest? Uh, maybe a little bit overdramatic, but you get my point. Are we going to put him in that situation? This is a very mature kid. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He, he, you know, I think he's fine and all of it, but do you want to put him in that situation or uh, potentially toxic situation? And now you start to wonder a little bit about that. So um, I think this is on Urban. This is on Urban now to go dig in and just be like, I ain't losing. I'm turning this thing around. This is on it. That'd be my message. Ur Urban, you signed up for this. And Shad Khan put it in your hands to turn it around. The thing I said when he got hired is I think he's going to flip the organization on its head, which I think it needed to be mm -hmm. because, quite frankly, they haven't won around here. Well, it's time to do it, mm -hmm. you know? A little progress here or there, that's great. But it's time to win football games. It's time to have the right culture in place. It's time to not be talking about this kind of stuff over in the middle of a season. This, by the way, is a lot different if you're talking about it in June than it is in October, in my opinion, mm -hmm. Right. Um, it, it, this is on Urban, and he's got to be the guy. He can't just go in the corner now and be like, well, the, a little bit of that today was, man, I'm, I'm embarrassed by it, and, uh, you know, um, how are we going to get out of it, all this stuff. I'm, it's not even on Tennessee. You know, he tried <laughs> to flip it to the game, yeah. but still, there's still more to get through here before he can really get his attention. You could almost sense that he was distracted himself by it. Oh, for they, sure. I mean, he was talking about the Phoenix Cardinals instead of the Arizona Cardinals, you know? I mean, he is distracted right now because of the situation that he put himself in on Saturday. Again, that's the lead, That's the leader of the organization. Shad Khan's the owner, but mm -hmm. that's the leader of the organization right now. And I think having one leader of the organization was a good thing. Again, I, another thing I defended, but right now it's a bad thing. Um, it's, it's not a good thing. And it's all up to Urban to fix it. It's up to, because he has been entrusted to do so. And he has to figure it out. And he has to go to work on it. And fly home with the team on it. Yeah. And bury himself in the building on it, in my opinion. For sure. I mean, however it's got to be done. Because I think that's how you get out of it. Yeah. You got to get out of the mud, man. And yeah. you can't get out of the mud if you just stand still. You got to keep crawling. I mean, you got to be able to do that. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If they beat Cincinnati, if it's a convincing win... Then yeah, the, the focus is going to be more on that video, and obviously it was wrong, yada, yada, yada. But we saw that the, the team did in the second half against Cincinnati, and it was not a good look, right? And now you're, you're, you're carrying that momentum or lack of momentum from that Cincinnati game into your divisional rival, and, and the, probably you're the biggest couple games coming up here. So, yeah, yeah, not, uh, not good, bro. We'll talk a little more football, but we will hear from Urban what he had to say today. It was really about 81 seconds worth of sound, and we've got it for you, and we're way late, but... Um, Obviously, it's a big story in, in Jacksonville, unfortunately, on a Monday, instead of how to freaking stop Derrick Henry, which I think by tomorrow will be the story, but it kind of wasn't today mm -hmm. or Sunday or Saturday night. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Well, you know, there's a big difference between what you you had the Arizona Cardinals, who are a good team, that uh, uh, we had them, if we make those two extra points, I believe it was 21-10 or something like that, and then the second half, and then the second half against, uh, so really look, I'm look, really looking into that. I met with the coordinators, what can we do differently to get that energy and consistency and whatever adjustments that we have to make, because the first half, especially the last two games, were, were pretty powerful. Uh, Jaguars will have to finish it. That's Urban Meyer now talking about football. They did submit it to the football side of things, and the Jags are 0-4. I mean, that's it. Um, 
they got to try to find a win a game. I mean, it is absolutely nuts that if they had won that game against Cincinnati, this game coming up Sunday would be for first place in the AFC South. I mean, mm. think about that for a moment. The Jags have been brutal. Mm. They had lost 18 games in a row, and going into week five, if they were to beat Tennessee, they'd be in first place in the division. I mean, most likely, I guess, because Houston and, I mean, it would, actually, no, they'd definitely be tied. At the very least, they'd be tied. So, uh, what a wacky league it is to begin with, you know? And, and by the way, I will say this, and you know this, Austin, I mean, there are, there's, I don't know how much this will hamper the everyday this meaning like the video and stuff and the distraction of it, which I think is a distraction. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like it's a two-day distraction. I, I think. I don't know that. I think. And in part, I say that because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in NFL buildings. Of course. There really are. Like, a lot of stuff that we don't even aren't even good privy and bad to in good and bad teams. You're right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot behind the scenes, man. There's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of egos. There's a lot of dirt. There's a lot of everything. Yeah. And some of it we learn about. Some of it we don't. This one, obviously, everybody learned about. And, and, again, that doesn't make it all right. I'm just saying I don't – that's why I'm not a huge believer. Like, is this going to impact the actual performance going forward? I don't think it will. Um, but it it's just kind of adds another layer of what I call mud to the situation. Well, and that's the problem. When you have an 0-4 team right now that's desperate for a win, like, these things don't help. Either you're doing things that help your team or things that are detrimental to your team. That video is detrimental to your team. So, I mean, that's, that's the black and white way to look at it, right? Did you help your team or hurt your team? Well, you hurt your team. Yeah. Well, your team's 0-4 right now, okay? And you got to find a way to win. Those things don't help. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'll reiterate what I just said, and I think it really, you could tell Urban was distracted today mm -hmm. because he's still dealing with this behind the scenes, even though he just talked about it for about three minutes, but that was it. But he's yeah, still I mean, dealing with it, and you could tell he was distracted. And again, I have charged, Shad Khan has charged, we all have charged Urban Meyer with flipping this thing around and getting it right. Yeah. And so that's taken away from preparation time. So sure. I don't think the rest of the team will be distracted. I think they'll be able to function normally this week and go about their business. But I do think it's clear as day this is distracted from his preparation, Urban's preparation at the very least, of how to prepare for Derrick Henry, Tennessee, and go win a football game. Two things. I think, number one, you know, I do commend the way, I mean, Urban Meyer didn't cancel the press conference. He, no. he, he literally looked down the barrel, spoke his piece, yeah. and, and did what he had to do. Like, I, I give him props to being a man and fast enough to when you mess up. Like, that's, that's part of being a man. And, and then that's, that's a positive message to send to your team for sure. But you know what's going to happen here Sunday, Brent, if this team can't compete with Tennessee? That's, that's what, I mean, I'm going to talk about it. I'm sure you'll talk about it. Everybody will talk about, well, was this team distracted? This team had a problem? Like, that's, that's where we go. Because where else can we go right now if you go 0-5? If you beat the Tennessee Titans team who just or lost to the Tennessee Titans team and just lost to the New York Jets. Okay, so we'll see what happens throughout this week. We'll see how they perform on Sunday. But, like, I get, like, this team can put it past them. But if you don't beat Tennessee... It'll come back again because that's the way the world works. Well, and really, Austin, it's kind of like if they don't, if they look awful against Tennessee, this is going to be a major. This is like, this mm -hmm. is going to, this is going to be out of control. Uh, if Tennessee's better, Tennessee didn't play well against the Jets. The no, Jets they didn't have AJ Brown, they have Julio. I, I mean, they're I, missing I, a lot of their best players. I can't sit here and honestly tell you that if none of this happened, I would still be like, hey, hey Jack, Jets beat them. Now the Jags are going to beat them. Not probably really just focus Tennessee more than. It would have focused them, mm -hmm. right? But I do think there's a big deal here about because they have looked competitive, the Jags, and I know that's like whatever solace, but they've looked better and better and better. 
And if they take a huge step back after this stuff that happened, that is going to be a massive blow inside that building, I believe. And uh, who knows what's already going on inside the building. That'll be a massive blow. <laughs> it could be some, I've thought about this, could be some crazy flip side of it. If all this happens this, this past weekend and then they go out and get their first win. Yeah. And, and you know what the memes will be after oh, that. Well, well, forget right. it. No one's flying <laughs> home from Tennessee. <laughs> I'm sorry, from London. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Tennessee is here. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but it, I do think it's big in that respect. I think it's big how the Jags play in this game. Winning and losing, I'm not so sure, tells a complete story. This is not a good football team still. Sure. Their record shows that. But I think getting the doors blown off them and, and looking out of place and dysfunctional and all that stuff, that is going to be something to watch on Sunday, and I think it's a huge week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. In that respect, a huge week for the 2021 edition of the Jags and Urban Meyer, really, an Urban Meyer-led team, because this could really go downhill, not only because they're not very good, but because of the schedule and because of all this stuff. It could really slide in, in a direction you don't want to be going in. It's about being competitive. You're absolutely right. Is Tennessee the better team? Well, yeah, for sure. But Tennessee has had this team's number, I feel like, nine times out of ten. And um, to, to, to play this in your house and, and for Derrick Henry and company to come over, like, yeah, you, you have to set a precedent and you have to put on a good display of football. Because if you don't, then we go back to, is this team distracted? And I, the players don't want that. Obviously, Urban Meyer doesn't want that. And this is the NFL. You're supposed to be in competitive games, right? Like, I get it. The New York Jets, and let's be honest, with all due respect to the New York Jets, congrats on your win. I wouldn't take that roster over Jacksonville right now. No. Like, think about it. They had Keelan Cole and Quince Williams contribute. Now, maybe the Jaguars made a mistake by letting those guys go, but those were guys that didn't contribute here in Jacksonville. Yeah. And now they're on a new team, and Quincy Williams is playing out of his mind. Say that for what you want, but, like, I like our roster better. Well, now the New York Jets have beat the Tennessee Titans, and they played competitively with the Carolina Panthers. We're a pretty dang good team. Yeah, yeah. So that's how the NFL is supposed to be. It's supposed to be competitive. They're supposed to be close games. The Jaguars have been improving, like you said, Brent, week by week by week. Now, take solace in that if you want or not. It doesn't really matter. But my point is, if all of a sudden we see a decrease in play now because you've been slowly starting to climb up, slowly starting to climb up, if you just fall off the building and it's what we saw against Houston, then, yeah, there's major issues going on. I think this is a massive week for this coaching staff now. And, and Urban Meyer, by the way, contributed to that. He really turned it into that. But it was a massive week anyway, mm -hmm. but it's, it just feels to me more elevated because this is on them. Can they keep this together, go in the right – can they coach a good game? Because there was some good – you saw good co – like last night the Patriots coached well. Mm -hmm. That was why Mac Jones and the Patriots had a chance. Yeah. That, that they weren't – they're not even close to as good as the Bucs. The Bucs didn't play well in my opinion, but that was an example of coaching well. Of and course. by the way, I've, I've praised the Jags. I think they have showed signs. Of, I thought Joe Cullen and, and the staff did a good job against Arizona. Look what Arizona just did to the Rams. Now, you can say they slept, walk, all that stuff. I don't care. They did a good job that day. The, the, the stats showed that. Mm -hmm. I thought the Jags' offense the last couple of weeks, Bevel, I think he's done a good job. But there's a big target right here on Sunday now for the Jags to coach a hell of a game. Casey, before we go to break, let's hear from Urban Meyer. This is the complete apology and everything said about the situation, and uh, we'll put that to bed for now and get onto the football stuff. But Urban Meyer, uh, earlier this morning, talking about the viral video. Yeah, I, uh, I just apologize to the team and staff and uh, for being a distraction. It's stupid. Uh, and so I explained everything that happened and owned it. And, you know, just a stupid. I uh, should not have myself in that kind of position. Uh, I stayed to see the grandkids, and we all went to dinner that night at uh, the restaurant. And then there's a big group next to our restaurant, and 
they wanted me to come over and take pictures, and I did. And they were trying to pull me out on the dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. Well, I've always been so defensive of them. You know, I remember when Trevor told me he was going to go to Vegas for his bachelor party. And I mean, I was just, my gosh, man, be careful and surround yourself. And because I've seen this happen, and uh, and I just so the team, the team, uh, I spoke to a bunch of leaders one on one. Spoke to all the players. Uh, they're good. They were focused on Tennessee, and I apologized again for being a distraction. And uh, the coach should not be a distraction. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, that's not me, and that's, uh, uh, oh yeah, they're upset. I did talk to Shad, and uh, um, very supportive, and uh, Trent, I talked to him obviously at length, uh, right when I got that phone call that night, uh, the ne next night. All right, that was 81 seconds, basically, of everything he said mm -hmm. about it. Now, the one part where he said, oh, yeah, they were really upset, just to give it some context. I think everything else had context, but that was he was talking about the family, not the yeah. players, mm -hmm. and he was talking about his family there. So um, uh, that that's Urban Meyer. I mean, there, there's the apology. There's everything he said. I thought he said something that was very poignant, and I don't think he was just saying it to say it. Uh, I think it's absolutely factual. The coach shouldn't be a distraction. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, he, he admitted to being a distraction. He said the coach shouldn't be a distraction. I thought that was really how it summed up, and, and it shouldn't be. You're going to have, after 53 players in the locker room from time to time, you're going to have players be a distraction, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's going to be those moments, college, NFL, high school, you name it. Uh, the coach shouldn't be a distraction. You know, we've mm -hmm. seen it. It's not like it's the first time we've, never, we've ever seen a, a coach be a distraction. But he... Um, he certainly uh, kind of put this one on himself and on this football team now. This football team, in my opinion, has been tasked with a lot. Urban Meyer has been tasked with a lot. Now they got to get to work and do it because there's nowhere to hide. You know, you got to go do it. And, uh, uh, again, I put it in the last thing I said, this is all on Urban. Urban's got to go fix this. He's got to fix Saturday's video. He can deal with that. But he has been charged with fixing this. He's getting paid a lot of money. He's been entrusted with a lot of stuff. They're building facilities down there. They're changing everything they do because of Urban Meyer, because he's supposed to fix this mess in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. It's time to go to work, man, and it's time to get it done. And it looked like they were showing signs of getting it done up through Thursday. How much of a step back will this be? I think it's very interesting to watch. This is a circle the kind of calendar moment in Jags history, it feels like. Where do they go from here, especially in 2021? Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on that. More to come. Uh, NFL, what a big day yesterday. How cool was the moment? How big was that last night? Uh, was it overblown, or will we ever see it again? Uh, Patriots and Belichick and Brady and Mac Jones in the middle of it. We talk about it on ESPN 690. Josh Lambo's uh, back with us. Um, he's going to compete for a kicking spot this week. All right, that's Urban Meyer talking football. I mean, Josh Lambeau? What do you think is good? What's the end game here with Lambeau? He's going to compete for the kicking job. Listen, we didn't see enough about Matthew Wright. He kicked a couple extra, few extra yeah, points. Yeah. Thank, uh, good job. Thank you. At least he made well, him, right? He made him. I know, I know, I know. Uh -huh. uh, they, he... Urban Meyer said this, I think, on Friday. Yeah, he said it Friday during a news conference uh, or, or a, a conference call. And he said, hey, he's going through some of those things, those mental gymnastics of an athlete. Yeah. We're sticking with him. I want to see if we can work through it. Mm -hmm. And, well, here we are. This week could be a big week for the future of Josh Lambeau in Jacksonville, don't you think? 
Yeah, without a doubt. Because to me, this is kind of make or break time, I think. I think it has to be. Yeah. Uh, how long can you wait? I'm not sure how long you can justify keeping two kickers on your roster, a roster right now that is 0-4. So um, whether it's going to be some sort of kicking competition, um, I, I have no idea how that's going to transpire. I, I think regardless, I mean, I don't know. We'll see where Lambeau is mentally. I think if he's mentally there, I think he's already earned the job back, to tell you the truth, from Matthew Wright. I think they'll go with him one more week. And then if it's more of the same, then I feel like they're probably going to release him just because, say it all the time, Brent, Tom Blue in the face, performance-based business. Yeah, and we won't see this probably, right? Obviously, we won't know this, but this will be all about practice. It's all about reps. It's about, I mean, Urban Meyer, my guess is you have to put him in tough situations this week in practice. Yeah. And you have to make him earn it, you know? Mm-hmm. I always wonder, Jags are right there at the stadium. Why don't they go inside the stadium and kick a little bit? Like, mm-hmm. I asked Kobe <laughs> that. Remember last yeah, week yeah, on yeah. the show? I think it might have been off. Uh, the show, we're just in a commercial break. Yeah. I said, did you ever do that? And he said, well, most teams don't. He said he did it once, I think, mm-hmm. he, that he went in and practiced. Um, I think he might have said that. But he said he never really felt like he needed to do it anyway overall. Yeah. He said, but a lot of teams just don't have the facility right there. But the Jags do. Yeah. You know, if this guy's making stuff in practice, if I'm Urban Meyer this week, I'd bring him inside that stadium and let him kick and see a call. I mean, why not? It's right there. That's a, Just take that's a, a right good call, special teams coordinator Brent. No, for real. Right? Like that's special teams coordinator Brent. That's actually a really good call. I've never yeah. even thought about that before. Well, I just think it makes sense because it might be just the environment. Get them used well, to the environment. I know it's not going to be around the same the time, but around the same time, the wind's blowing a certain way. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Right? Yeah. Why not? You try to simulate as much as you can in practice. Why not do that here in this situation? Bottom line is, this is a massive week for Lambo. This yeah. is, I mean, this is a guy that was so good. He will go down in Jags history for those couple of years of being an unbelievably good kicker. And in a matter of weeks, it's boom, gone, potentially, if he gets outkicked by Matthew Wright. And by the way, with all everything else going on, I think we don't need to hear about a kicker's missing kicks. We don't need that narrative going for another two, three, four weeks. There's enough things going on in Jacksonville that the kicker you don't want to have to worry about. So if it's time to cut bait because he's not getting it done, See you later. Hopefully, Matthew Wright can. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Promise a little Brady Belichick. I got to go run do a little TV as well. And uh, we talk some Brady Belichick and the rookie quarterbacks, though, in the 4 o'clock hour. It's next on ESPN 690.